Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Call Talk for Wednesday, October 14th. Our topic today is first call resolution, how important, how to measure. During the call, we invite you to ask questions via email at calltalk at benchmarkportal.com or call in to ask the host your questions and interact with the show. The number to call in is 347-857-3117. Everyone who asks a question via email or phone on the show will receive a free copy of Bruce's book, Benchmarking at Its Best, and one person will be chosen at random to win an in-depth reality check benchmark report value of $1,500. And now I'd like to introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore. Thank you, Sean. Welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. And today we'll get our hands nice and dirty with a metric that has risen on the radar screen over the last decade. First call resolution, that is the, the percentage of your calls that come into your center that are satisfied completely uh, on the first call. The callers who are able to interact with you either by machine or by human interface who have what they want when they put the phone down. So Sean, you know, <laughs> speaking about getting our hands nice and dirty, I remember when my son was a bit younger, uh, I used to think of FCR as, as first cry resolution. So you know, was I able to figure out what he wanted the first time he cried? Food, drink, diaper change. Now, for me, that was true FCR. Uh, if it only were that easy in the call center. And, of course, that got me thinking on a bunch of other acronyms. Uh, AHT was uh, average happy time, or the time in between those cries. Or ASA, which was uh, the average sleep allowance. And that was uh, the time my wife and I got to sleep in between feedings at night. Well, anyway... Uh, today we get to delve into FCR for some really good reasons because uh, the goals of FCR include better agent performance, uh, increased caller satisfaction, lower operational costs. You know, all of these are really big medicine in today's competitive uh, resource-strapped call center environment. And, uh, and to talk to us about that today is my guest, uh, J.R. Hardenberg, who's an experienced industry expert who really has done it all in our industry. And in fact, yesterday I was talking to somebody and I called him the A-Team. Uh, not just because he spent over two and a half decades with AT&T in numerous roles, uh, but because he really has had measurable impact on call center operations in uh, management and consultant roles for clients like, clients like uh, Verizon, British Telecom, American Express, uh, as well as many small and medium-sized companies in the U.S. and elsewhere. So uh, the other thing I'd like to do also is to thank everyone who participated in our one-minute survey on first contact resolution. Uh, really, the results have been pouring in, very high participation, and JR will be uh, talking about those results on this call. So uh, without uh, further ado, let me introduce and, and welcome uh, JR Hardenberg. Over to you, JR. Thank you, Bruce, and thanks to those that have joined us today to go over first contact resolution. And what we'd like to do is just start with some of the goals for SCR, as we'll use the acronym, uh, for your typical call center, and that includes better agent performance, uh, increased caller satisfaction, and lower operational costs. These are the, the classic call center sound bites that many people use, but we now have some really good current data to back them up. And what I'd like to do is share some of that preliminary data by going into, to, over some of the questions that uh, you were asked in the survey. First, how do you measure first call resolution. 25% uh, of the people measure FCR via a post-call survey. 
they essentially ask, was your question answered or your issue resolved? As I said, 25% of the people use that mechanism. 5% of the people track customer telephone numbers or annies. And if it's a discrete Annie and they don't return to the system within a predetermined amount of time, they consider the call resolved. And we'll go over that a little bit later in this call. 16% of the people say that their agents are responsible for indicating whether or not the call is resolved. So they're leaving it totally up to the agent to track whether or not they feel the call was resolved. 16% of the respondents track each ticket opened and closed. Those are mainly used for technical support. However, 26%, more than one quarter of the respondents do not measure FCR currently. And that is a key performance indicator that you really want to pay attention to. So we'll go over the best ways to do it as this call flows through. And we ask for any of your input following that. One of the other questions that we asked on our one-minute survey was, do you feel that your method for measuring first call resolution is accurate for the type of calls that your center handles? The answers were split. 49% said yes, they feel the method for measuring FCR is correct. 51% said no. For those of you that don't feel that your method for measuring is correct, I think this, you're going to enjoy this call in terms of what we have to offer. Um, let's move on to both proactive and reactive approaches for measuring FCR. Um, one very proactive way is during the actual interaction to have the agent pose the final question, have I resolved all your issues? Now this can be either tagged by the agent themselves, it can be captured through a quality review or an agent log sheet. Post-call IVR surveys with the same question plus four others on agent effectiveness as indicated, 25% uh, of the people in our survey did, is another and probably the two best proactive ways of measuring FCR. Now, as I mentioned uh, earlier, some people, I believe it was 5%, uh, look at an anti-database and the call statistics associated with them to find out if the people call back the same or the next day for the same reason. Now, you have to be careful not to have too much time between the anti-screens. For example, if you're looking at anti-screens within 30 days, that could be too long because the caller can be contacting you for completely separate issues. Uh, best practice is that calls placed within 48 hours are usually a good candidate to measure FCR. And uh, Bruce, you wanted to uh, dive into some best practice discussions right now? I guess so. Um, what we'd like to do is look at the correlation between a higher first contact resolution rate and the following key performance indicators. And this is according to a MetricNet study that was just conducted. What they found is that caller satisfaction increases. Duh, that makes a whole lot of sense. If you're not having to call back for a good reason, you're going to be happier. They also found that the cost per call goes up and cost increases as FCR increases because call handling time increases as well because obviously the agent is spending more time on the dialogue, doing some probing, asking some questions, and asking that follow-up proactive question, have I resolved all your issues? Another thing that increases is agent training hours, because agents have to learn how to probe for resolution issues. That makes complete sense. Now, as we move on to um, best-in-class FDR metrics, 
If you have 87 to 90% first contact resolution, that is considered best-in-class performance. Once again, 87 to 90% of the calls that come into your center are resolved on that first contact is considered best-in-class. Let's delve into some best practices as well. The first best practice is agent training that's focused on listening skills, probing for issues, and confirming resolution. The second best practice is agent inquiries with callers about visits to self-service channels for information prior to a purchase decision or a service request. And I'll be giving you some statistics in just a little while which lend themselves to why should I ask people whether they've been to our website before? Uh, Better than half the people visit a self-service channel before they make a service request or a purchase decision. So it's important to take a look at all potential contact channels. As we finish this call out with a a multi-channel discussion, that's going to become particularly important. Yeah, I imagine, JR, that uh, it's important to have that kind of uh, quality of service and that focus on first contact resolution across all channels. So uh, good, We'll, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, we'll get into some statistics on that as well, Bruce. And uh, when you look at multiple measurement mechanisms, and that includes the post-call IVR surveys, quality review scoring, and any capture reports from toll-free vendors, um, they have to be combined to give you an accurate FCR picture because maybe someone went to a website to look at some information requested uh, some information, requested some resolution, or actually had their answer resolved through an FAQ database. So you have to find out if they've um, achieved what they intended to achieve when they hit the website and had their answer given to them, and they went away and didn't have to reach out to you in the contact center or through another channel. Mm -hmm. Another best practice is an agent incentive plan for attaining an FCR goal. Once again, I said Mm -hmm. a best practice goal is an 87 to 90%. Um, If you put agent incentives in place for attaining that goal, you'll notice some agent behavior changing uh, in terms of ensuring that they ask that that last question of have I resolved all your issues or is there anything else I can do? Um, Bruce, Mm do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, I do. You know, it's uh, interesting. There was a time when everyone was looking at average talk time. You know, this was a uh, biggie, particularly when uh, budgets had to be cut and uh, the screws were being put on a lot of agents to uh, finish the calls quicker than maybe they should. And uh, actually, it is a good idea, obviously, to coach your people toward more efficient talk times. But by adding the question at the end, and then tracking it in other ways, too. You make sure that the quality aspect, which is the FDR aspect, is, is not left by the wayside, and you don't get a lot of repeat call, calls. So I can see where that's absolutely essential. If you're going to uh, you know, track this, you want to make it something that's not only a goal for the center, but uh, give an incentive to the uh, agent to be rowing in the same direction. So I, I think that's a great point. You know, uh, one thing that's come up in, in our exploration of first contact resolution is, does it apply to every particular center? And the answer is no. FCR does not apply to all centers, and it really depends on the nature of the interaction. Um, mm. Let's go over some examples. Uh, first of all, call centers who have to dispatch people to fix stuff, 
usually just schedule appointments during the first call. And, you know, some examples include if you're a member of AAA and you make a call for road, emergency roadside assistance, that resolution can take one to three hours after the call. They just want to find out where you are, what the nature of your problem is, and get a tow truck to help you. Or another example, if you have to call Sears to fix a broken appliance in your home, that can take a couple of days based on when everyone's available. Another example relates to utility companies uh, dealing with setting up new accounts or handling power outages or water issues. That can be longer due to many departments being involved in the resolution. So uh, these centers really shouldn't measure uh, FCR Again, uh, back to MTTR, the mean time to repair or resolve might be a, a better metric for them. And mm. every once in a while, you get a nagging technical glitch or an intermittent problem with a consumer electronic. And not only are they nerve-wracking, but they're very seldom resolved on one call, especially if it, it appears uh, intermittently. So uh, you don't want to beat yourself up by measuring and sticking to an FCR goal in these particular cases. Um, anything you want to add to that, Bruce? Well, I, another question that I would have, actually, and then I, uh, Sean's got a question, uh, but are there cases as well where, for instance, uh, someone asks or the agent asks at the end, has your matter been resolved? And the person says, yep, it's been resolved. Then they put down the phone, and they're back, you know, some hours later because they thought of something else or because it really hasn't been totally answered. Uh, have you run up against that, and is there really a way to deal with that, or uh, just by sort of double-teaming the FCR metric by having the agent ask and tracking ANIs? Or what are your thoughts on that, JR? Well, um, those tend to be exceptions rather than mainstream activities. Uh, oh. you know, there are people that will forget things or, oh, I forgot to ask you about this. Um, it may not be part of the resolution, but it's still part of the interaction. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. what, you, what you have to do is, you know, don't hold yourself to an impossible-to-meet standard um, by trying to treat every particular exceptions because you, know, you, you don't design a program or revise a process to meet every single exception. But more importantly, pay attention to what the mainstream activities are and uh -huh. are the agents doing diligence by asking the question at the end. Uh, you know, are the, are the quality teams that are reviewing the calls um, ensuring that the agents are following that script and at least giving people an opportunity to say, yes, you've answered all my questions or no, there's something else because it, then then you're covered. Um, so I, I, I guess you have a situation too where if you had suspicions about this, uh, you could have the agents asking the question, uh, you could track A&Is, an, an you know, Annie's. If you found that there was uh, some statistically significant, uh, you know, de de deviation between one and the other, then you could look into it more uh, in more detail. Otherwise, as you said, it'd be a you know a statistical anomaly and not something to really worry too much about. Yeah. Okay. Usually, well, yeah, usually if it's better than three to five percent of your call volume, then it's worth worrying about. Right. Right. But, okay. But yeah, in, clo really? in closing, uh, the centers that uh, really shouldn't worry too much about FCR should introduce a metric uh, of mean time to repair or resolve. And uh, mm -hmm. they should establish a baseline for what the mean time to repair or resolve is. You know, that could be in the case of the broken appliance, in the case of 
uh, turning power back on after you know lack of bill payment, that type of thing, and then focus on process improvements to shorten that cycle. Yeah. Okay. Actually, if people on the phone are really interested in uh, things like uh, arbitrage uh, and and also trying to uh, uh, do the field service benchmarking, it's something that uh, we'd be asking. We've been asked more and more to get into, and so uh, if we get enough emails on that, we may see more action on that. So, so that'd be good. Sean, I'd like to uh, invite you in. I think you've got a, a question to ask from uh, one of our listeners. Yes, we have a question from David. Uh, his question is, what is the best way to start measuring first call resolution? Okay, JR. The best way to, to start measuring it, that would be with, uh, well, let's let's go back to the survey. The survey said yeah. Uh, yeah. that so, most so people... Many of those, so many of those people, sorry to interrupt, but so many of those people just aren't doing it yet, and it yeah. may seem like a daunting yeah. task. So it's a great yeah, question, it, David. Yeah, 26% aren't, but 25% are asking uh, via a post-call survey, was your question answered? And there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can, and the, the easiest is have it uh, accommodated by a voice response system. You can have calls sent to a voice response system following the call, and if you have a computer telephony integration set up, you can program it so that the call is held after the agent disconnects, and it is sent right to a survey, a very short survey uh, that asks the operative question, was your question answered or your issue resolved, and was the agent helpful and polite and all that stuff? Um, you can give callers the option to participate in a survey up front when they get into the queue by indicating yes or no with their touchstone pad. Um, that's what a number of centers use with great success. So that's, mm -hmm. that's the first way to start. The second way is if you have a quality team and you record your calls, you introduce an agent script that says, please ask every caller at the end of the dialogue whether or not their issue has been resolved. And we will be tracking it through our quality team, so make sure that they uh, they adhere to that that request. So those, mm -hmm. are, those are the top two ways to start without involving a whole lot of technology or cost. It's usually a, like a process change or a script uh, rewrite. Okay, good. And David, if you have any uh, comments on that that response, please uh, feel free to email them in again. Sean, I think you have another couple of questions there. Yeah, the, the next, <clears throat> excuse me, the next question comes from Liz. Um, what are agent codes? Agent codes are part of uh, an automatic call distribution function, and um, they they're usually set up in advance in the ACD. And when a caller hits a code, it's, it's, it's all done on their touchtone pad. There are um, call codes, usually one through nine, and it indicates that something has occurred. And it's a very inexpensive way of tracking things during an interaction. Uh, for example, I've, I've seen in a uh, sales uh, call center, if someone is responding to us because of a newspaper ad, then they push one, and that's an event code. Uh, if they are coming to us through a radio ad campaign, then they push two. If uh, they are coming to us uh, by word of mouth, they push three. Uh, those are event codes that are captured by the agent on their, their keypad, their dial keypad, and then they're collated by the ACD and presented to the management team to find out how the different uh, 
advertising vehicles were effective or not. You can do the exact same thing with an agent code as to whether or not their issue was resolved. Was their issue resolved on this call or do they have to uh, go get more information or do they have to pass it off to another department for resolution? If that's the case, you know, one for yes, two for no. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Uh, Sean, I think you've got some more questions there, so let's keep them coming since we've got, uh, we still have some good time here. Okay. Uh, the next question comes from Monica. Uh, can you also measure first call resolution by having a survey on the website to determine if your website was helpful? So that would be a first contact resolution, in other words, to uh, determine whether someone on their first visit to the website, this would be getting into the multi-channel part, I would think, uh, uh, JR, you know, whether they were able to resolve the first time on the website. Well, what do you think about that? Hello? Uh, I think we uh, we lost JR. He'll be, di he'll be dialing back in. Um, oh, okay, all right. But uh, and the and Monica did ask for first contact resolution. You're right. And here's Jr. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll wait till uh, Jr. is back on. I'm back. On I'm back. For, for some reason, I um, <laughs> I hope I didn't uh, commit any talk off crime. <laughs> no. You, I think what it is, we actually have a, a lot of listeners on uh, right now, so the system may be getting overloaded. But okay. Are there any other any other questions? I, I went over the um, agent codes. Uh, yep. Are there any other questions after that, Sean? We, we just asked, uh, Monica had a question. Can you also measure first contact resolution by having a survey on the website to determine if your website was helpful? Yes, you can. And we'll get into that when we get into multi-channel as well. I, that, that's a very good practice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why don't we go to Chris's question then. Um, uh, when uh, issue resolution is dependent on other departments, how do others mm. measure first call resolution? Mm. Mm. Good one. Good one. Okay. Um, that's when you, you can't beat yourself up too much by being accountable for that you, which you don't have responsibility for. That In that case, you um, move to that mean time to resolve metric, and you get to the, the people that oversee the P&L of that particular department and very politely say, let's do this together because our entire customer relationship is at stake. And so you broaden it to look at other areas of the enterprise that are involved in uh, your success and make it their success as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would add to that, you know, so many of the things that have come up on Call Talk over the last few weeks point to one of the things we hammer home in uh, the College of Call Center Excellence, et cetera, and that is the importance of building a radial organization so that uh, you are linked in with those areas that depend on you and that you depend on. And, in fact, in some cases, uh, making them more dependent on you, uh, people in marketing and other places we've talked about, uh, can up your, your uh, profile and also your worth within the organization. This is a perfect example of where doing what uh, JR said, uh, making sure you're, you're totally networked with, maybe it's a, a, a series of meetings followed by an every Monday call or something like that to track things, see how you're doing, uh, could be very, very important. So 
where you're dependent on other people, don't throw up your hands and say, oh, it's them, and I can't do anything about it. Uh, we have seen situations in the insurance industry, in the finance uh, industry, where that dependency can, in fact, uh, become a hand-in-hand type of thing uh, if you put some effort into it. So, JR, do you have anything to add to that? No, the, the, uh, bringing up the radial organization is very appropriate, Bruce. That's a good point you make. Okay, great. Sean, do we have some more? Uh, yes, we have a question <clears throat> from Helen. Um, do survey results vary whether the survey was conducted by a third party or by the service provider? Are callers shy of giving bad marks to providers? Mm. Wow. <laughs> um, if you try, uh, l- let me give an initial response, Bruce, and um, please follow up with your thoughts. Uh, if you make the survey as um, what's the word I'm looking for um, neutral, if, uh, n- neutral. That's it. If you if you make it provider neutral, and it, even if it's done immediately following call by the provider's IVR, there has to be a certain amount of sincerity by the provider to know that they're going to take corrective action on the input that they receive. Um, I think people are less and less shy these days about rendering an opinion, especially if they felt that they've been wronged. Um, (laughs) I I, uh, pity the provider that takes negative action on a a harsh comment or a a constructive criticism um, because everyone's out to improve what they're offering. Uh, This is just one mechanism for doing that. Um, I, you know, whether it's done by an independent or done by the provider itself, I don't see any uh, ramifications in, in either way. Usually, the, there's a, a a delay in having someone outside do it rather than doing it immediately, proactively, and in-house. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes your opinions can soften over time. Sometimes people forget what the interaction was like if there's too much of a delay, mm-hmm. like a, mm-hmm. like a follow-up email survey within a week type of thing. That's just my opinion. Bruce, what do you feel? I think so. Uh, And absolutely, the quicker the feedback that you get, the better and more credible it is. Uh, We're very big uh, on, you know, post-call, immediate post-call surveys of some sort or another. And uh, one of the things, if you do feel that you're getting a bit of uh, that, uh, let's say, disturbance in the results because people are hesitant to be critical, then you can uh, preface things by saying, in order to help us get better. So, in other words, uh, not because we're going to punish somebody who are going to run out and put a fire five people, uh, but instead, if you, you could say, in order to help us to improve our service, please be honest with us or please give us some inputs, then uh, I think you'll get good, good inputs. I think uh, there is some variation uh, depending on, well, there is definitely variation depending on personality type and even some variation depending on region of the country or countries in the world. Uh, we did a, uh, a study in Europe that showed that the northern Europeans tend to be tougher in general than the southern Europeans. Um, but uh, there's going to be some of that. But what you're doing is you're inviting good critique that you can actually then take action on and coach people and get better. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that's the way you do it. Tell people up front. In order to help us get better, please give us, you know, the input that we're looking for. Okay. Well, good. 
Jr. We at this point, I think, would love to hear a little bit more about the uh, multi-channel world that we're getting into, and okay, uh, what your thoughts one. are with regard to uh, yeah, that. We have a few minutes left, and that is the appropriate thing to go into. Uh, you really have to measure first, time, first contact resolution at the other channels that customers are using. Now, we have some research from ICMI that indicated that greater than 50% of all phone contacts have a self-service interaction either before or after the call. And 25% of the web browsers are using a subsequent full-service channel, either a call center or a store, to complete a transaction. So they're doing the research, and then they're getting hold of a call center or walking into a store to actually look, feel, and touch at what they want to buy and make uh, the transaction complete. There are some other findings as well that uh, a cross-channel view by customer is probably the best way of defining a 360-degree relationship. And that gets back to the earlier point, I I believe it was Melanie, who said, is it appropriate to put first contact resolution survey on a website? Not only is it appropriate to do that, but it's appropriate to measure whether people are visiting the website, getting resolution, or going to another channel in search of resolution of a particular issue or to complete a transaction. And uh, there's another way uh, is to define the entire book of business that a customer has with you. As long as you have a, a fully functioning customer information file, which indicates not only their profile information, but the history of transactions that they have with you, either through a call center or through a website or through a brick-and-mortar store, you can take a look at that particular book of business and find out, are they being resolved regardless of how they interact with us? And don't forget, in... um, In a retail environment, several channels are typically used that lead to a decision, as I just indicated by some of the surveys, but experiences can differ from agent to agent and from channel to channel, which is why you have to look at every particular touch point or interaction point and measure how effective it is. If you can successfully measure FCR across channels, it lets you know which channel is performing better, and it also tells you which channel has to improve at resolving customer issues. For example, the call center might be great at resolving any issue because they have access to a knowledge base and they can solve caller issues and they go away happy. You might have a website that has a limited FAQ database. And so people go there and they, you know, they, they plug in the search through the search engine looking for an answer or resolution. If it's not exactly what they want, they get frustrated and they launch a call to the center. So that's Mm -hmm. two touch points that are impacted. Only one actually resolved the issue. So there are three measures that are needed. Overall first contact resolution, first contact resolution with an agent, and first contact resolution with a self-service channel. And that is currently lacking in a lot of different centers. So it's tough. And there's only one more metric uh, that I want to leave you with from our study, And that is, do you know how first call resolution compares with the average of your industry peers? And 22% said, yes, they know how we're doing compared to our peers, but 78% said no, that they didn't. So it's time to start focusing on on what the benchmarks are and and how you stack up. And uh, I think that brings us to uh, the end of our 30 minutes together. I want to thank you for your participation. I hope it was time well spent for you. And I'll turn it back over to Bruce and Sean. 
Okay, thanks very much, JR. Boy, that was a good uh, point there made at the end. And, Sean, maybe you could say something about how everybody really on this call and around can, can get their comparative FCR compared to their industry just by benchmarking. So, JR, thanks very much. Uh, a lot of great insights there. We really appreciate having you on. And uh, with that, I'll just hand things over to Sean. Thanks very much, everybody, for participating. I want to thank our co-host, J.R. Hardenberg, for all his great insight today. Uh, thank you for all the questions that came in from the participants. It was a great show. Uh, don't forget, you can sign up for our reality check or in-depth reality check to see how your first call resolution compares to, peer, compares to peers in your industry. Um, our winning topic for uh, next show is service level. Does the old 80-20, 80% of calls handled in 20 seconds, still apply to everyone. That will be the topic for our show on October uh, 28th. Uh, we look forward to having you join us. And the winner of the in-depth rally check uh, t t today is Chris. Uh, Chris, you chatted in your question. If you could uh, send an email with your contact information at calltalk at benchmarkportal.com. We'd like to get you your in-depth rally check. And uh, thank you, everyone, for attending our show today. Have a great day.